astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. So there is so much talk about nodes when it comes to astrology. And so today we thought we would talk about the transiting North Node in Taurus and how that will affect everyone. Um, the nodes go through cycles, 18 month periods, I'll say. And so we recently had the shift into the Taurus Scorpio, um, area. And so we want to talk about how that affects everyone. Right. It's a big topic. It very is happy and very, very interesting as well. When we look at the headlines of what's going on, but I want to interject something first before we get into that about Mercury retrograde. I have oh, a follow-up yeah. for those that were listening uh, last week or caught oh, last week's episode. Perfect. Um, the homeowners association uh, has sent me confirmed with me that we have a beautiful front yard Oh, and um, she's closing the case. Oh, so she, they did not indicate why they sent it out originally or took the time to take a picture to remind us how our front yard looks, but their head person is now saying it's a beautiful front yard. Wow. Well, <laughs> so, thank goodness you didn't do anything. That's right. That's right. So that did get resolved. A lovely Mercury retrograde story, a little frustrating, but sure. hey, yeah, it was good. Well, before we get into the node topic, I think we have to talk about a few headlines that are happening um, in May of 2022, just because we've talked at lengths of the Pluto return of the United States before it happened. Yes. And, you know, it's just interesting because, because we've never been through one before we made a lot of speculations, but we didn't have, of course, any concrete stories. So we thought we probably need to talk about some three fascinating stories that are happening in the news right now all about women and, and, and sexuality and sexuality, sexuality yep. and the control that men may or may not have over them. So very Plutarian energy. Pluto does rule sex. It rules power. It's a very masculine entity. And so with that, we just thought, let's talk about what we're seeing and really relate it back to how does this you know, how can we justify it, I guess, might be a word or explain it with the astrology that's happening. Yeah, it, it's important. The, the the planetary locations in an individual chart, they are fascinating to work with. And we both specialize in that area. But these uh, aspects and movements are affecting the world, the greater world around us. So when these three stories, it, it's interesting where there's a theme oftentimes in headlines. Yes. So this would be appropriate. To, to, let's jump in. Absolutely. So if we start with the first one, and is it Ghislaine? Yeah, Ghislaine. Ghislaine Maxwell. Um, obviously, she's back in the news. Um, she fell. I mean, we have to talk about the idea that Jeffrey Epstein is no longer here. And right. so it really put her in the spotlight of maybe taking the fall for 
something that he created or maybe that he led. I'm not saying that she's innocent by any means, but right. I'm not either, but I agree that if he was alive, the spotlight would be on him. Correct. And what's going on. And uh, she is take, I I agree. I think she is going to take the fall for some, for, uh, I mean, and that someone needs to be accountable for everything that's been going on. But uh, what I thought was interesting. So this past week or so uh, she had uh, a judge um, uh, overturned a sex traffic trafficking conviction. So it did reduce her potential maximum time by 10 years, but she still could be looking at like 50 years. He could, in theory, it's the judge will decide that. But anyhow, um, I thought that's a great story. Uh, when you look at her chart, Pluto went in retrograde. We talked about this, I think it was April 28th, that last week in April, and that happened right on her Saturn yeah. in the eighth house which eighth house is a house of power. Mm-hmm. And the idea, you know, this is obviously, as we say, you reinvent your life out of that eighth house. And, you know, she doesn't have much of a future coming for her, I don't think. Yeah. Well, an eighth house also rules sex, taboo uh-huh. topics, very dark yeah. topics. So, mm-hmm. you know, it goes hand in hand as well with what, with what is being discussed about her. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying that everyone should have a lot of sympathy for her, no. but it is interesting that she may be treated more harshly yet right. because Jeffrey's not there. So she may, and I think your word was great. She may take the fall for Jeffrey. Yeah. She might like it maybe even overly punished if that's even possible I, again. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting when we talk about the Pluto return, because we have to think that we're going back to where Pluto was when we were founded. And this country was founded like with men or our men were reported, you know, there, yeah. there could have been women there, but they did not get any credit. Right. They weren't right. Right. They, yeah. And so here we are again, where it's like women are maybe having to prove our power or our, our power is being questioned. What, what cap what capabilities we have. And so I just think it's interesting that now we have all these women in the spotlight taking the fall for men. Or you know, we'll talk. Well, you about know what it is? Excuse me for interrupting, yeah. but it's go- going along with men are going. Oh, that's true. Having too. the power, just as you just lovely said, the company was fa- country was founded by men. Yeah, and the women obviously went with it <laughs> clearly. Yeah. And here is just an isolated example of just Lane went. You know, she she followed Jeffrey Epstein. That's true. And his true. need, so this making the man happy. Yeah, yeah. Well, our second example is going to be Amber Heard. Um, She is a Taurus. We do not have a birth time for her, but we're talking about her kind of falling under the influence of well-known Johnny Depp, um, who, of course, the world is celebrated as likable, the likable bad guy. Yeah, exactly. She fell again under his spell. Uh, The testimony was graphic. Uh, You know, I watched a tidbit of it a little bit when Johnny was uh, testifying and, oh, I actually, I had some empathy for him. I actually did listening to his story and how he was growing up and everything. Then when Amber comes on the stand, now all of a sudden she's detailing some really bizarre, extreme stories involving cavity searches when he's looking for his missing cocaine. Um, you know, I think any of us listening a bit, just getting a little bit, they go, why did she stay? Why did she put up with that? Right. But again, it's another story of women being under the influence or control. Yeah. I I thought, 
go ahead. I think I have an unpopular opinion on this because I have a lot of, I, from what I see, I'll say on social media, everyone's pro Johnny Depp. And I just, I really struggle with just dismissing what a woman says. Yeah. (laughs) And again, I know there's manipulative people of both sexes out there, but I just like, without knowing more details, I just can't be like, oh, pro male and just dismiss what the female saying. I think that's the whole lesson. I think we're all kind of maybe thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. But so we'll then look at Amber's chart and right. the Pluto retrograde that just happened April 28th is squaring her nodes. Well, we're going to be talking about nodes in a little bit, but yeah. nodes general, in general, it's the idea your life is out of balance. Your life is out. And, and when Pluto squares the nodes, it becomes a little bit of a mental crisis suggesting that maybe the person, in this case, Amber, maybe resisted. She showed resistance to her, her rightful path. And she, uh, you know, got taken in or she was lost under, you know, the control of Johnny Depp. I mean, we can't, we, I can't say that factually. Right. I understand. You do wonder after you see it once or see it twice, some disturbing behavior, why and this is the big question that obviously women have been targeted many times why didn't you just leave i know, you know well we also you know? when we're talking about pluto usually there's big monies involved mm-hmm. as well so you know again can you fault people if if they had a poor life and there there's security involved in there as well i mean there's so many different factors so you know i don't think either of us are taking a stand on either side, but it's just interesting how the storylines all correlate, um, especially under the influence of the Pluto return of the U.S. Uh, One other thing, you know, Pluto's retrograding in her solar ninth house. Ninth house is the legal area. Yeah, it is. Uh, So that's, I think that's favorable. I actually think that's going to be more favorable for her. That might help her a lot. True. But again, look at back to this idea that these stories are out there. I mean, they're almost planted. They're not, not in an illegal sort of way, but they're planted to get everyone thinking. Yeah. Get everyone thinking, oh, yeah, that happened to me, or I understand how that can happen. Or that's true that these men maybe have taken too much, have too, over, too much influence. We've it's sat just like back when, too long. Yeah. It's just like when we talked about the Nupiter, the Nupiter, the, the Neptune <laughs> Jupiter. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> The Neptune <laughs> conjunction and how Netflix was, we had inventing Anna, we had the Tinder swindler, like, again, it's just, it's in the mind of the collective because we are living the energy out all together. So it is a way to kind of get us all on the same page, or at least have that little seed planted in all of our heads. Yeah. And the last one, uh, the one that I probably, you know, the one I do have a, a a stand on, I'll say, um, millions of women, obviously falling under a potential decision by the U S Supreme court to, uh, you know, protect abortion rights. So will the Roe versus Wade be overturned by the Supreme court? That's a big question. I can't, well, I can't believe we are here. I, can't I was either. in college. I was in college and I can tell you <laughs> sophomore year in college, I was very happy when that yeah. law came into place that yeah. you, you would government would not interfere with you have a right for an abortion. It was a game changer. It yeah. women just started doing all sorts of things they've never done before professionally and education wise, because it was a, a worry, a concern. 
And you yeah, know, I thought you were going somewhere else with that statement oh, when you said oh. women started doing all sorts. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, we did. Yes. Well, it, it did give a green light. Yes. It gave a green light more to sexual activity. You're absolutely right. Right. It took some of the fear, took some of the fear out of it. So yeah, I mean, some people may not like that, but that's what it did. Right. So, you know, we have to look at the chart of Roe right. versus Wade. So just like we've looked at the chart of the United States, we can type in the date that the uh, decision was made. And mm-hmm. when we look at the chart, we see that Uranus sits at 23 uh, degrees of Libra. Mm-hmm. So it's, and it's, uh, you know, natally squared by Mercury. So it does make it a very sensitive spot, make suggesting that it's a controversial topic when we talk right. about Uranus. Uh, so we're talking about the Roe versus Wade chart. Yep. Uh, Uranus squares Mercury. So as you just said, it's a sensitive spot. So now what happened? Pluto went retrograde on that Mercury. <laughs> And it will sit on that Mercury through June 2022, so through next month. And the Supreme Court will have an answer, as I understand, before it goes on vacation. Okay. Um, so so it's, it, the trigger or that sensitive spot is being Pluto is sitting on it. Well, Pluto is sexuality, sexual freedom, sexual expressions. Well, we could go off on that whole other topic about what's going on with, with children that are transgender or that and, and the rules things that have clamped down on them in several of the states. But the idea here is when uh, Pluto went retrograde on that Mercury, uh, squaring Uranus, Uranus means oftentimes indicates, uh, it actually rules abortion, by the way, the planet Uranus rules abortion. Uh, And um, so in essence, we have Uranus and Pluto uh, square going on between Uranus and Pluto in that chart. And that means anti-social topics. And it means, it can even mean violence. It can mean you know, massive uh, demonstrations, people hitting the streets. Well, and the idea that Pluto is before and after that's going through a transition mm-hmm. and it's lighting up that chart is I think the worrisome part. <laughs> Will this story come out different on the other side? Exactly. I just thought it's so fascinating. It's going to sit there through the end of June, pretty much yeah. June 22nd. I thought, right. Oh my gosh. Right. Put your seatbelts on. Right. So we, you probably have heard us mention this. We are getting to that node talk as well, but one other thing, of course, we talk about the Pluto return of the U S but we also are approaching Pluto getting to 29 degrees, the anoretic degree of Capricorn before it transitions into Aquarius. And, you know, we see powerful things. We see kind of statement pieces or events happening when these major planets get to 29 degrees. You know, it's like we talk, we use the word bookends a lot of times in our private practices. But so as Pluto is approaching that 29 degrees, like I do think, you know, we'll see how the cards are stacked. There should be an uncovering of the the disparity or imbalance of male power. And I think what you said, I need to repeat this one, but how the stack of cards are really stacked. Yeah. How, how unfavorable the odds are, like a Las Vegas casino, right? You know, mm-hmm. when you get educated, you understand how the cards are really stacked. And sure. so this is an eye opener, so to speak, yeah. that we've been having to discuss Roe versus Wade 50 years later, which it is, by the way, that's yeah. another interesting topic. We won't go down it, but every 50 years, there is a, what they call a violence cycle mm-hmm. that our country goes through. 
and it can last for five, 10, 15 years even sometimes. So it's very interesting. Um, and again, uh, there could be a lot of protests back over this yeah. on both sides. I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of protests already being scheduled for this. So it would be interesting uh, to see how, how far, or how long those have to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people are talking about, I believe it's, is it Iceland that overturned it in one day? Like all the women got together. Really? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't hear that. Yeah. I just know that the majority of countries are moving in the opposite direction. Right. They're opening up abortion. Yeah. And it's just interesting that we are maybe Possibly. considering shutting it down. Right. Right. Okay. Well, let's change the topic and Mm -hmm, move mm -hmm. to something a little bit more upbeat. We're going to be discussing uh, the North nodes moving into Taurus. So the short question here would be, what do you value? Right. Um, The the nodes um, are almost always moving retrograde. Yes. And uh, the points are pretty slow moving and they spend about 18 months in each sign. And the nodes are not planets. They are just points of intersection. You know, if I could insert, um, just because what, what does that mean exactly? Uh, we don't want to get too uh, uh, into science class here about the relationship between the moon and the sun and earth. But I want you to use this example. Take two hula hoops and uh, intersect them, have one lay over them. And there's two points of touch between the two, right? And that those are the points. So it's where the uh, two planes of orbit cross over with each other. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, it's kind of like, you know, uh, it's like the Earth's orbit around the sun intersecting the moon's circle around the Earth. So there's two points, two sensitive points. That's your nose. One's called the North Node. One's called the South Node. Um, I have not, up until just recently, started really speaking about the nodes. Uh, they can be controversial. That's probably one of the ways, I, reasons I stated. Because yeah. oftentimes it means South Node means your past life, right? What happened? What went down in that past life that you're bringing forward? So yeah. just to give an example. If you were a carpenter in a previous life, you were you come in with a lot of carpentry skills in this life. So is the idea then just to continue? I'm going to continue being a carpenter. No, the idea is you need to go to the North Node to find out what where you need to go to evolve. Mm-hmm or to develop yourself. So because now I suspect many more people would be interested or saying believing in karma, believing in past lives. But when I started out talking about astrology, um, you know, that was a kind of like very woo woo to say that. So I probably avoided it just for that reason, but I'm back. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and the other thing is too, the other reason it can be controversial is because if people believe that, you know, someone has full control over their future, like the idea, like, oh, anyone can be a president. Those nodes yeah. can limit maybe yeah. <laughs> or suggest that it's like already written. It's already going to happen. Like there's not, you can't progress farther than that. I agree. People who are very um, kind of say, I own my power. I'm in control of my life. That's, they're taking on a lot of of issues there when they say everything that happens in my life, I've, I've created myself. Right. Um, you know, it sounds wonderful when you're a gazillionaire to say, I created this in my mm-hmm. life, 
but you know, when there's failure involved, you know, I find that's when people don't want to claim it necessarily <laughs> that, oh, I, that was my doing, so to speak. And this is a nice balance for the idea that you did come in with talents and abilities, but maybe this lifetime use them and then build into a new area, develop other skills. Right. Yeah. So that North node holds the answers, maybe of yes. where to go next, how to evolve, yeah. how to correct a bad habit. Um, you have your South node in Leo in the seventh house. Yeah. My South. And I, I have no doubt. I, the first time someone looked at my chart, they said, you probably are depending too much on the partner. You probably mm -hmm. have a tendency to be um, uh, compromising. Uh, and that was the very first thing. And at the time I like, I didn't have the mindset to even absorb it. And they said, your focus this lifetime is developing your personal identity because mm -hmm. my North node sits in the first house and it's very pretty close to my ascendant, not exactly on it, but it's strong. And I can see it. I, I, I can see where I've done that, but I'm also saw when I broke out and started uh, developing my own identity as an astrologer, as a feng shui consultant, my life just got much better. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone is being affected by this passage. So if we wanted to look back, um, we could look back 18 years ago, uh, mm -hmm. 2014 to 2015. Mm -hmm. And now let's look at each of the signs to see how it will affect them. Uh, this kicked in January already of this year, mm -hmm. and it will run through June of 2023. And I love it that we're now talking about it in May, because yeah. this is a this is a hard it's it's less tangible sometimes what how it's affecting your life. And we're five months in, so people should be seeing it and realize we just have till June 2023, and then it's going to be passed. Yeah. And the nodes are all about a balancing act. So you've probably heard us say North node and South node, mm -hmm. right? They are in sync and, but they're in opposite signs, right? But they move at the same, um, the same thing. So the South nodes at 17 degrees, the North node is also at 17 degrees, just in the opposite right. sign. So, you know, we are talking about the North node moving into Taurus, but then naturally that means that the South node moved into Scorpio. Right. So um, if we start with Taurus, since that's the sign that we're talking about, um, there should be a prior, you should be prioritizing yourself, maybe over others. Isn't that a great permission to get? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, we have, we talked about Amber Heard already being a Taurus. So she's living this out in the public eye. Yeah. Isn't um, that a great example? Yeah. I mean, in hindsight only, prioritizing self. Oh, maybe she should have left, right? Gotten out of there. I'm too good for this. I don't deserve this. Right. Whereas before, maybe there was, she wasn't. And so there were, she's having to balance out. We have, if we talk about, okay, the South node is in, in the opposite area. So that means the South node's in her seventh house of partnerships mm -hmm. and the North node's in her first house of self. So she's right. having to regain power balance yes. within partnerships. Yes. And in theory, this court case could deliver that to her. It might, if yeah. it goes her way. True. Yeah. So, so let's talk about Gemini's okay. because Gemini's that North node would be happening in their solar 12th house, which that's the time is prioritizing emotional health, things that other people may not see that totally understand. What do I need? Do I need downtime? Do I need alone time? Do I need therapy? Do I 
all these things that you could be needing that maybe you're not coming out and saying it factually. Uh, this because it's the 12th house versus the sixth house, the sixth house of work. That's where the south node would be affecting. Um, this means maybe you know, oh, do you overgive? Mm-hmm. You know, or do you overserve? Yeah, uh, it represents how unequal are the relationships that you are involved in, particularly in the work area. Yeah, I can think of a couple of Gemini's that, you know, either expanded their business. So they had other people helping them out, working for them. They put up boundaries. Um, I've seen Gemini's go sober under this energy where mm-hmm. they were prioritizing their health over how they used to um, live. I've also had uh, Gemini say that, oh, they finally feel like they have permission to use like their paid time off. <laughs> Oh yeah. Take a vacation. Even though they've Bye. always had it, but they just yeah. say, I'm, I'm, I'm more comfortable. I earned it. I'm just going to take it. Mm-hmm. The North node generally brings some encouraging news. It makes it easier to maybe step in the direction that we're talking about for each sign. Yeah. Uh, for cancers, it's happening in the solar 11th house. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I do think there's a, kind of like that Scorpio Taurus we talked about, but I would think like, okay, how are you prioritizing the group right, over just your own self? So mm-hmm. there could be, you know, you could be feeling like, do I belong to the group still? Do I need to stand on my, on my own? Can I reach out for help? And then there could be a project. Uh, I, oh, this would be a joint project with somebody else. Now I'm gonna have to work with a group rather than just doing it myself, go home and do it myself, go into my studio, do it myself. Now this is saying, oh, maybe you want to look for camaraderie, teamship, or maybe you want to network more, things of that nature. Yeah. Yeah. You might be leaning more on the group than you have in the past. Right. And that would be beneficial. It's saying, go for it. You'll find some value there. Yeah. I'll probably learn a lot as well. Right. So let's look at Leo. Leo, this would be happening in the 10th house. Mm -hmm. So the idea again is this is a green light saying, Leo's prioritize your reputation show off some leadership skills, right? Instead of using your family as an excuse why you don't do something. Yeah. So someday we could say, we're pulling you out of the nest, be a little more proactive, be seen. Uh, and that could just be submitting something, something you've done and you're submitting it now, letting somebody else read it, hear about it, know who you are. Great. Go ahead. Sorry. I just, if they were launching something, it'd be a great time to be doing that for cancers. For Leos. I'm sorry, Leos. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for Leos. Well, even on a larger scale, because when we talk about using family as an excuse, we're talking about like family, home, foundation. So, you know, if you were thinking, I want to apply for a job in another state. Mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm planted here. Leo's were saying, go for it. Like prioritize that reputation. Don't just worry about where your roots are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you've been focus more on where you're going. Yes, exactly. Uh, for Virgos hitting that solar ninth house. So we're saying prioritize your education, prioritize hanging out with those better than you, if you will. rather than sticking with just the basics or the tried and true methods. I just read this article this week that said, and I think Warren Buffett said this a long time ago, but the biggest advice to young people, he said, is to hang out with those that are better than you. Mm. You will, it'll make it so much easier 
Do not hang out with people or, or who have no, you know, unskilled in an area you want to be, you have to go where the people who do it the best are or better than where you're at. And that will carry you up, which yeah. I thought was interesting. Good practical advice. Yeah. That ninth house also rules expansion for Virgo. So again, I would, if we say like, rather than sticking with the basics, so rather than sticking with just staying small, right? you know, kind of like you said with the people, like, you know, take that risk, start mm-hmm. the social media, start the podcast, something that's going to get your name out there. And also travel. We must throw travel in there. There could be some, it'd be a great time for Virgos to be thinking of something outside the natural borders rather than let's go to the same old place we go to all the time, travel wise. Okay. Now let's expand. Yeah. Out. Yep. For Libra's hitting that solar eighth house. So supporting partners success mm-hmm. um, or learning. I shared, yeah. Many, many times we're in a relationship and we know wow, this is what the partner needs. They really need my support at this point. They need me to cover this base while they go to something else. So on some level, I say the Libras might be saying, how can I assist you? Mm. Because they're going to benefit. Yeah. Right. But the idea is maybe putting focus there. That's where I, that's where I was going with that idea. I also think Libras would really benefit right now with um, focusing on long-term monies rather than just the day-to-day in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, so if Libras, if you've been thinking about investing, if you've been thinking about, oh, let's put $200 in this account every month, mm-hmm. it does suggest big monies, savings, uh, maybe even more adult decisions around money. Right, yeah. And Scorpio, which I am, this mm-hmm. feels very comfortable to me because it's prioritizing uh, partners. Well, I, if you were listening earlier, it sounded like I said something a little bit different here, but that uh, Scorpio energy is saying prioritize partners, recognizing, giving them the appreciation they need, anticipating their needs. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, uh, yes. And I guess just be, this whole thing is like a teeter-totter, Kate, isn't it? Teeter-totter. It is. I was going to say, we've gone through the first six. So yeah. now we're going to be, you're going to hear the same thing, but the language is going to be flip-flopped because- if yeah, the teeter totter example, you're saying that yeah, it's, it's a balancing act, yeah, you know, and and I don't know, I have memories certainly as a kid being on a teeter totter, and you're looking for someone who's got comparable weight, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want someone five years older than you sitting on the other end because you know you want to keep someone because it keeps it's it's just more fun so to speak to have that balance going back and forth. It is more fun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. Um, so the Scorpio sounds the opposite than like we, when we talked about Taurus, so Taurus was putting focus on self, maybe not so much on partners. And we're saying Scorpio lean into the partnership, prioritize the partnership, show appreciation for that. Go into a contract with somebody, sign a contract of any sort of someone that could help you, a company that could help you. This could be something domestically. Um, I'm hiring a housekeeper, right? Mm -hmm. That's the partnership. And that, that by by sharing that job with them, it's going to free you up. Yeah. So you don't need to focus on having to do everything yourself. Right. Right. Um, For Sagittarius, it's hitting your sixth house. So we would say put focus on a new skill, put focus on how you serve. You know, you might be even 
gosh, I don't want to say like coming out of the closet, but you know, we're talking about moving away from that 12th house energy. Uh, we talked about the Gemini's that they're doubling down on the emotional health and the behind the scenes stuff. And we're saying Sagittarius, you might be exploring a little bit more. You might be saying something that before you would have kept quiet. Well, it could be perfecting a skill. Mm-hmm. The sixth house is oftentimes about a big learning curve. I'm perfecting a skill. I'm learning something new. Yeah. I mean, this would apply, you know, Erica, you know, my daughter-in-law, um, your step, not stepsister, your uh, sister-in-law, excuse yeah. me, you know, <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah. Um, you know, but the idea is, she, I, I understand she's been learning a lot lately in the work environment, yeah. you know, uh, 12th house is oftentimes I put my head down. I just do what I do, you know, no, no drawing no attention. And now she's getting opportunities to learn and participate in, in more processes. Yeah. It'd be favorable for down the road. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we had mentioned this kicked in already in January. So, you know, if you're saying, oh, I'm feeling this like, yeah, we're already about five months into the energy. And I think that's such a nice way to do it. So many times we talk about in the future and you might hear it and then you might then think, oh, how that's going to live out. And then it might not live out the exact way that you thought. And so you right. might discredit it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it didn't, it didn't happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. This though, you're in it. You can look back. Okay. How is this five? How, the, how has this played out the last five months? I do think it's maybe sometimes easier to see this way, uh, for Capricorn sitting in that solar fifth house. So owning who you are shedding light on yourself rather than, uh, blaming the group pressures, maybe even extracting yourself from destructive friends. It's a big energy. That's a big one. Just Lane Maxwell. This is hers. Yeah. Well, you know, again, I, I don't know. I mean, this is one easy for me to say, she just tell it all like it is. This is how it happens. Can you, it would be so educational for everyone. Wouldn't it True. to see how she got groomed Yeah. and to understand, you know, how she was viewing, shine the light on yourself In her case, of course it would, it would not be flattering. But maybe not. It could turn around. It's amazing how we can understand it where someone instead of them denying it happened, saying then just well, makes yes. frustrated. Yeah, I I do. I yeah, I did that. I, I was thinking this and you know that there could be a breakthrough. Again, when they're in the news, it can be it's, it helps everybody, even though the stories are crazy or taboo in nature, it gets us all thinking about that, owning who we are, shedding light on ourselves, and then separating from basically antisocial behaviors, the 11th. And I think that can contribute to new laws and new regulations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because then they realize, oh, this happens. Let's put some language behind it. And, you know, they say that I I can't remember what it was recently, but that there's like no laws for or rules for like manipulation or people being sucked in that they don't, it's not classified. So they don't know, but that's another topic. No, um, yeah, that is, but, it, yeah. but it, it's absolutely right. There is no language about right. how this process happens. Yeah. As we move into Aquarius, it's hitting your solar fourth house. So mm-hmm. we're saying that you might be taking off some of the pressure from your reputation and your outwardly success and putting more focus on the family home, on the family, on the domestic life or things that bring you joy in the home. Uh, you could also be going back to just some of your basic procedures and reworking the foundation of which that success is built on. Right. 
So there can be a little bit more behind the scenes work uh, for Aquarians. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then we have Pisces. Pisces, uh, that North Node is moving into your solar third house. Well, that generally means opportunities to learn, opportunities to gain, uh, uh, to prove yourself, to prove yourself to yourself. Number one, I can do this. I am capable, but also to prove it to somebody else. Uh, so this is kind of calling Pisces to perfect something, uh, you know, whether it's a hobby, something that you're going to work on for, or take classes in, you're going to get get better in something um, rather than just be envious of those who have attained people that seem to have be on top of the world, you know, who seem to be successful. Uh, the idea here is putting, putting focus on mastering your own sk skills. Yeah. Especially if Pisces right now have some big dreams, mm -hmm. this would be about like reeling it in and mm -hmm. focusing on mastering the, the basic skills of it. You know, I can't help but think of little Lincoln, I know. granddaughter. Uh, she's a Pisces and, you know, she's going to be on stage, right? Mm -hmm. Stage at UNLV. It's going to be a big major stage that she'll be performing on. And there it is. She's doing it. She's going to show up and do her dance on that big stage to an audience of probably hundreds of people. And, wow. um, you know. And third house is the movement of the body. Yeah. So dance, exactly. but mastering that. those steps, mastering the, that dance routine. Yeah. Yeah. And then last we have our Aries affecting your solar second house. Uh, you might be asking yourself, is this a want or is this a need? Uh, this can be a great one for creating more security in your life by cutting just those daily expenses. Do I need this? Uh, um, subscription to bark box do i need netflix and hulu uh, that <laughs> yes, I yes, that yes. A focus on creating your own safety your own safety net right yeah no because it is aries, aries is putting focus on that second house so the focus is on the what are your core beliefs mm -hmm. you know is how important is family for you you might say oh family is very important but then you go off and you're gone all the time Right? right. So it puts it back into this idea, maybe, maybe having to cut back on some things in order to create that sense of security or to create that nest egg. So you'll have it down the road. Right. Right. So that wraps up our talk on uh, the North node moving into Taurus. Like we said, this did happen already January of 2022. This will run through the middle of 2023. So, um, you know, I've seen a lot of my friends and even clients start living out these storylines. But if you feel like you haven't really gotten into it yet, there's still time. Yes. And even now, just knowing what is more supported under this energy, sometimes that can motivate us knowing, oh, there should be success with it because it is supported by the, the astrological standpoint. And, and may I add here, uh, if someone really, let's just say someone, I can't relate to that. I, that's not happening in my life. Mm -hmm if, if it's an opportunity and the, there's only a limited window, you yeah. know, it's an 18 month energy. You have a window, which I'm going to say the winds on your backside, it's pushing you forward. And if you're not taking any movement in that area, there's usually some sort of, again, failure that comes out because you didn't move on. It's mm -hmm. like a first grader being held back and yeah. they're not going on with their classmates. So I really do encourage everyone to, consider this and even small ways because it all helps all helps 
Also, if you didn't relate to it at all, you might uh, look for your rising sign and listen to that interpretation. That's true too. Um, because that will show exactly how it's happening in your astrology chart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that wraps up our talk today. We talked about a little bit of the Pluto return. We talked about the North nodes. Uh, you know, we have had an uptick in listeners. So if you have enjoyed the podcast, we do highly encourage you to leave us a review on, um, Apple podcasts or Spotify that really helps, uh, boost our visibility and just thank you for, to all of our new listeners. And of course our repeating listeners, and we look forward to speaking with you guys next week. Take care. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.